has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. We was back and we curated another black history celebration. It was themed history comes alive. We don't want to just live in the past, but we want to live for today and the moment of the time that we live in. But we took you back to a history that was hidden back, back during President Lincoln's time when we had a black designer whom was the personal does now she was a slave don't get me wrong but she was also the designer for president lincoln's wife and she designed these noble dresses her name was elizabeth kirkley and a lot of people don't know much about her but she's kind of the first american Designer, contort designer, you know, high-end fashion. And she was the talk of all society of her time for the dresses that she designed for President Lincoln's wife. Now, I, I right now, it eludes me her name, so I just I refer to her as the first lady of President Lincoln. But um, she was a fabulous designer and dressmaker and she was um talked amongst all the different women in high society of that time so um you know so she abraham lincoln in case you lost the president that i was trying to allude to um but she eventually won her freedom well not necessarily won her freedom but she paid the, for her freedom through the monies that she was able to earn. And so that was a, a prolific story of a hidden gem, a hidden figure in history. And her name is, they called her Lizzie, the Elizabeth Kirkley. And so we had the author who did a presentation about her. Her name was C. George C. She wrote the book, The Elizabeth Kirkley Story. Just out, we got it at Malik Books, of course. But see, Georgiane, she delivered a wonderful presentation depicting a hidden gem in a special time when, despite slavery, we are honored by the resilience of Elizabeth Kirkley. Also at the Black History Celebration, we had Jay Jackson turning up the tunes with his magnificent singing performance, as well as Thomasina, who is a Broadway performer. We also had the magnificent Charles Small Thrill. They turned up the mall with the magnificent jazz plan. And you know Malik Books was doing his thing, rocking books, we are heroes and sheroes, so we curated a wonderful list of different art books, coffee table books, children books, and novels that and memoirs that featured our heroes and sheroes. We also had Corella Augustus in the house, whom wrote the book Black Hollywood, reimagining iconic movie moments. We also had C. Georgiancy signing her book, the Lizzie, the Elizabeth Kirkley story. 
We also had the founder of the Cross Colors that was hot back in the day and his foundation there, as well as the Arizona State University Design Institute was on set showing people fabric, designing, sketches, and so forth. All of this was brought forth through partnerships with the Lemur Park Book Festival, who produced the event, Cynthia Exum, and Malik Books, as well as our sponsor, Westfield Culver City. So this was a magnificent day celebrating black history all month long. Well, hey, like I do always, if they walk in and they're an author on the spot, I interview them for Malik's Bookshelf, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. And this lovely young lady, Tammy Wallace, came in with her beautiful book called Sasha Lynn, Big Dreams. Yes, yes. Well, I always say the author could tell you more about that book than I can. So let's hear it. <laughs> well, the book was inspired uh, because my Olympic dreams were taken from me. And despite what you go through in life, you still got to push through. So I didn't get to go to the Olympics, but a lot of my friends did. But Sasha, in my book, she went to the Olympics. So I read, you know, I I pretended I was Sasha in the book. And I made sure that she went to the Olympics. And despite the obstacles in her life, she overcame them. That's real talk because um, one thing I've learned about life, Mm -hmm. you're going to experience some obstacles. Now, some worse than us but but what i'm finding out is everybody go is going through something that yes. we might look like this on the outside mm-hmm. but on the inside and in our world yes. something is going on that we keep private and this is a very private thing that you open it up and sharing with the whole world talk to me about that well <laughs> um <laughs> it's kind of deep is it okay it's okay okay um i was uh was you okay? violated at 15 by my track and field coach, who at the time was an NFL player. And um, they, like, stole my dreams to become an Olympian. At the time, I was third in the nation, full ride to San Diego State, but my mental wasn't there. So mm. I let the obstacles get in the way, mm. you know. Mm. So I, ha- I had to push through. Yes, so pushing yes. through is where this book came from. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, that says a lot about your character yeah. and your and how you can overcome adversity. I, I mean, to. impactful and imp- you know, what you experience is a form of death. Yeah. Emotionally and spiritually. Oh, you might be physically here, mm-hmm. might be physically walking around mm-hmm. and engaging, but actually it's a part of you was yeah. killed. Uh, yes. On that 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 at that time. Yes. And so um, Very and it takes strength and courage to yeah. open up mm-hmm. and share mm-hmm. your your story. Thank you. And I appreciate you stepping up <laughs> and sharing you. it with me. I didn't Thank know that. You. you know, you dropped the bomb on yeah. me. <laughs> you dropped the bomb on my audience here uh, on Malik's book show. Yes, yeah, yes. What else you want to say about this wonderful book? I just want you guys to know that Sasha Lynn, uh, it came from a place of, I, I started writing it. I, it was a dark place. But writing it helped me bring it to the light. Mm-hmm. So it inspires me. And I'm going to work on a second book. Wow. Yeah, to keep yeah. going. I got to keep, keep going to reach the youth, yes. Well, 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 who, who is Tammy Wallace now? Tammy Wallace now is a author, painter. I do meditation. I fish. Wow. And I still, you know what, I'm still quick. I could still run, you just not as fast run? as I, yeah. Well, you look like you look fit. You know how you get down now. <laughs> I, I, know, I know about that running. Now, I know about sprinting. I know muscle about memory. speed. That muscle memory. That, that, muscle, that memory. muscle memory. You know, I'm Coach Malik you're talking to now. What? I'm a former Olympian. I'm a former sprinter, 
you know. I did my research. What 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 you found out about me? USC. USC. You right. <laughs> I, I did. Sandy, I was an Aztec. Okay, yeah, Aztec. Yeah. We used to run against uh, San Diego um, State. Really? Yeah, yeah. We used mm-hmm. to we used to open up our first meet, and uh, San Diego? yeah, San Diego. So um, this is wonderful, wonderful. I see that we uh, share something in common. Yes. Track. Yes. Um, I can't get out there. I'm gonna pull up. I think you should try. Let's just race for twenty meters and see who wins. Well, I know I'm gonna lose. Cause I'm gonna pull up, man. Cause my lamb trees are tight. They feel like Miami Vice locks. Oh, man, boy. you're funny. You're yeah, funny. Thank yeah, you for having wonderful. me. Thank you. I appreciate. Thanks for opening up and sharing. Thank you. And all the best. Thank you. Peace. Peace. This is a double feature here at Malik Books, but this brother came all the way from New York. And he's at Malik Books, and he's going to be doing a discussion tonight with Darnell Moore. But right now, I handcuffed him. I'm going to do an interview with him for my audience on Malik's Book Show. Now, his name is Edward Raymond. He wrote this book called An Inconvenient Cop, My Fight to Change Policing in America. Now, like I always say, if I got an author, they can tell you more about that book than me. Drop it, my brother. Peace, peace, Brother Balik. Uh, Edwin Raymond, as you said, uh, author of An Inconvenient Cop, My Fight to Change Police in America. Um, uh, Fifteen years ago, I joined the police department with a mission to understand policing better, to see what can be done from the inside, right? Get an inside perspective to see what can be done, to see how we move the needle in the right direction when it comes to policing, uh, primarily because of the ways that police treated me and also the the you know, what I was seeing in the nation, first with my friends locally and then eventually in the nation. So mm-hmm. 15 years later, I got the book. I just retired from the police department to pursue this, uh, and I'm ready to ready to do this work. Well, what was the inspiration, my brother? Because um, being an author ain't always financially friendly. <laughs> so you didn't took a leap of faith now. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, being a police officer, especially the NY. PD, yeah. they pay pretty well. Yeah. So, all the benefits, uh, yeah. a lot of risks. Yeah, exactly. And so, talk to me, my brother, because yeah. this is a deep book. It's a deep story. It's a deep passion. And I got you right now. So, share that with me. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's, it's the love for the people. You know, this is risky. A lot of people don't understand the risk aspect. So, I appreciate you for even understanding that. I, w- I walked away from a career, you know, in the rank of lieutenant. And as you said, it pays pretty decent. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the stock market go- is doing. doesn't matter how many tickets you sell, how many books you sell. Every two weeks that paycheck hits to go from that Absolutely. into this life where, you know, there's a lot of there is some financial risk. But again, we, we come from people that have taken the, the ultimate risks. Mm. So, mm. you know, it's in the continuation of that. Um, yes, it is yeah. what it is. You know, I got to do what I got to do for the people. Uh, the knowledge that I've poured into myself since my late teens um, you know, I've, I've, I'd be a fraud if I don't if I don't take that knowledge and apply it in a way to move this needle. Woo! You're doing it for the culture. You're doing it for the future. You're doing it for our children. I say here at Malik Bull, children are 100 percent of our future. Now, you have you played witness to incidents and circumstances and situations, mm-hmm. and 15 years as a NYPD. Something happened physically, mentally, and emotionally that affected you. Can you share that with my audience? Yeah. Um, 
You see, initially, I didn't want to be a whistleblower. That's not what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to get in, ascend from within, get into a position of leadership and power, and do things differently for the area that I'm responsible for, and use and hopefully hope to show that as a blueprint that we don't have to police the detrimental ways that we, we've been seeing. But the system is the system. Mm-hmm. So obviously they, they came from my throat mm-hmm. and uh, had to shift, to re- you know, adjust the plans and instead became a whistleblower and activist seven years ago. And this is what it's been since. But, you know, wow. That, yeah. Wow. Well, that's amazing because um, um, you put a target on your back. Yeah. And that's amazing um, because when you approach me and you say, hey, I'm a cop, a former cop. I got a book and we was going to organize an event. I was like, I know celebrities. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Cause, because simply because um, cops in the commune, there's a disconnect, you know, um, all across this nation. Um, we view firemen as good guys and cops as bad guys. We know that every cop ain't a bad guy, you know. Um, it's a bad system yeah. that you tried to work on the inside yeah. and change and putting yourself at great risk yeah. to be an activist. That's right. So um, in closing, because uh, we got a show to put on later on, yeah. and I know you want to mingle with our moderator tonight. People are coming in and your final thoughts, because um I was shocked when you said that you had celebrities. So I was like, what kind of cop is this? You know, so just touch on being an activist and, you know, where, where you going from here. Yeah. So as a activist that's also in law enforcement, you know, I'm someone of an anomaly, especially because I'm willing to speak out publicly. Uh, and that's that's helped me grow an amazing support system. You know, a lot of influences and celebrities, et cetera. Um, a lot of activists, even people that normally would never stand next to a cop, they still give me a level of respect. Um, but what I'm hoping that folks can do and understand is this issue with police and criminal justice system in general, it's a big issue and we need a multifaceted approach. The perspective of the inside is, is something that's been missing from the conversation. You know, we either get the folks that believe cops can do no wrong or we get folks that believe cops need not exist. We need we need more of that. I don't know if it's the middle ground, but but it's it, it's still a perspective that's needed, and that's what I'm here to offer: the justice minded. Well, thank you, my brother. Um, thanks for sharing those thanks thoughts with my audience on Malik's Bookshelf. Appreciate it. Thank you. How, where can they find you? Brother? Uh, I'm, I'm I mean I'm based in Brooklyn. You'll see me all around New York City, but on Instagram it's just Edwin Raymond or E Raymond underscore Edwin Raymond NYC on Twitter. Uh, and then just Edwin Raymond on Facebook. Let me tell you where you can get the book. At. You can get it at Malik Books. So, hey, MalikBooks.com or visit my stores in Westfield, Cove City Mall and Baldwin Hills Mall. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm blessed today because a beautiful young lady by the name of Mindy, Minda Hearts, has walked into Malik Books and she's the author of the memo, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure a Seat at the table and she got another one this her second book and she working on the third one it's called right within how to heal from racial trauma in the workplace now i could tell you something about the book but the author is right here so let's hear from her let her break down both of these two beautiful books let's start with the memo 
Well, thank you, um, Mr. Malik, for having the memo and right within in your beautiful bookstore. Get down to one of the locations you need to have. The memo is about being a woman of color in the workplace, corporate America, academia. You know that there's a war on DEI, so we need to equip ourselves with the tools so that we can move forward. And if you've experienced any racism or discrimination in the workplace, you got to get right within because healing is for us. And happy Black History Month. Bingo. We having a big big celebration kicking off black history month february 3rd right here at westfield cold city mall and we're bringing in comment that's our headliner but i know one thing your third book is coming out and we need to make so absolutely sure that we able to do something and connect with you you know um Money, economics, business, that's a real good subject matter because I want you to ask, tell my audience on Malik's bookshelf, um, how important is entrepreneurship? It's so important. I spent 15 years in corporate America, and then I was able to create economic wealth for myself and for my family. I'm a first-generation college student, and now I am... Uh, have my own business. I've had it since 2015 and I'm just blessed because it doesn't even, it's not only a seat for me, but it's creating seats for other black people too. Mm -hmm. Now, can you describe the business that you're in? Is it consulting? Tell us. Yeah. So now I'm a consultant. I speak at fortune 500 companies like Nike, Google, Amazon, and I talk about how we create more equality in the workplace. Oh, wow. That's very excellent. And I see you have especially about dealing with how to heal from racial trauma. So you basically you have experienced this yourself? Unfortunately, yes. I was always the only black woman in corporate America in the room. And sometimes we deal with, we call them micro and macro aggressions. And so uh, my first manager, he saw that I had burnt orange fingernail polish on and he said, you people love your bright colors. And he joked around for 15 minutes about how black people like bright colors. That's my manager. And he would do that for years and years and say certain things. And you don't realize how those slights impact your mental health and so right mm. within is just saying you know how lauren hill said how you gonna win if you ain't right within mm. that that part mm. is on us mm. well you know um that, that's <laughs> i think i think if you black in america you're going to experience some level of discrimination and racism workplace just being in society in the community mm -hmm. and so um what I, what I would say is experience is the best teacher. So you offer some of your insights and experience to other Fortune 500 companies when you speak with them. I do. And so um, I'm a top speaker and I, they call me in to have these conversations because I give practical tools. So both of my books, The Memo and Right Within, have practical tools on how we make work work for us and not everybody else. Well, you know, they say black woman has a double negative, you know, being that you're a woman and being black. And, you know, the memo right here, because we just got finished talking about right within. Um, but the memo is like, as a woman of color, how to get a seat at the table. Yes, because we deserve it. Audre Lorde said, beware of feeling you're not good enough to deserve it. You deserve humanity, dignity, equity in the workplace. And so the memo is the game plan for how we get ahead. Woo-wee. Absolutely. Look. Women are the mother of civilization, the first teacher of society. Yes. And if a, mo if a mother and a woman is that important in society, then certainly she deserves a seat at the table and more. And more. Yeah. Any final thoughts you would like to share with my audience on Malik's Bookshelf? Get down to Malik's Bookshelf right now. Get my books. Get all the books here and tell somebody else because reading is fundamental. 
There you have it. Thank you. We appreciate you. This week, me and April traveled to Cincinnati, where it was host of the Winter Institute that was put on by the ABA, which is American Book Association. Now, they're the biggest association, all the sellers in America, mostly primarily independent or some type of affiliation with books. So they're the biggest bookstore association in America, and many of us traveled all across this nation to one destination, Cincinnati, Ohio. We stayed downtown, and it was a phenomenal weekend where we were inspired, encouraged, and enlightened by different things that we can do to improve upon our business as booksellers, um, create contacts, increase revenue is one of the biggest topics there. I know that's one of the reasons why I'm there, not just to meet contacts, not just to network, not, you know, I'm here to meet publishers, but I also want to increase revenue. Um, this is a growing industry, a changing industry, and the more information you have, knowledge is key, knowledge is power. So it was a great and eventful weekend. I didn't expect to you know, for it to solve all the problems or have all the answers. But I knew certainly I would gain knowledge and wisdom and hopefully understanding and bring that information back to be bigger and better. And me, April, we were encouraged. We were excited. We've gained a lot of information and met a lot of new people. Um, and let me tell you something, you know, I'm anticipating, you know, that's a different kind of weather than California, but the weather out there was pretty good. I said, wow. I said, we was, I guess it was in its 50s, 60s, so it didn't have the climate weather that Cincinnati, Ohio, and some of those states in that region typically have. So we went at the right time and the right moment, I tell you. So, and uh, it was a grand event, a grand event. We ate good. I tell you, somebody was health conscious because most of the food was pretty healthy. And I got to admit, there was a lot of vegetarian options and healthy options. And so that was striking uh, for a convention because normally um, it'd be heavily meat, but this wasn't. Um, I, I I got a chance to meet a lot of different authors, um, a lot of different stories, um, met a lot of different reps. It was just a fun-filled weekend of, of conferences, information, and laughter. I connected with some of the black bookstores, independent bookstores around the nation as well. Um, we met up in a couple of rooms, took some pictures, talked, um, made some suggestions that we could take back to the ABA for future conferences, you know, because we want to be represented. Uh, we want to make sure that, um, that our voice is heard and that, uh, and, and the conference reflect our issues and concerns as well. So we met up and uh, discussed those types of things. And so that was wonderful and encouraging. Uh, it was just a, a, a blessed weekend. I, I must admit uh, I was definitely, definitely want to debrief and, and implement all the wonderful and encouraging ideas from the Winter Institute. So that's what took place throughout the weekdays this last week before our Black History Celebration, where history comes alive. 
Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.